chapter ten of recollections and letters of general robert e lee by robert e lee jr this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter ten president of washington college patriotic motives for acceptance of trust condition of college the general's arrival at lexington he prepares for the removal of his family to that city advice to robert jr trip to bremo on a private canal boat mrs lee's invalidism about this time my father received from the board of trustees of washington college a notification of his election to the presidency of that institution at a meeting of the board held in lexington virginia on august fourth eighteen sixty five the letter apprising him of the action was presented by judge john w brockenborough rector of the college this was a complete surprise to my father he had already been offered the vice-chancellorship of the university of the south at sewanee tennessee but declined it on the ground that it was denominational and to some suggestions that he should connect himself with the university of virginia he objected because it was a state institution washington college had started as an academy in seventeen forty nine it was the first classical school opened in the valley of virginia after a struggle of many years under a succession of principles and with several changes of sight it at length acquired such a reputation as to attract the attention of general washington he gave it a handsome endowment and the institution changed its name from liberty hall academy to washington college in the summer of eighteen sixty five the college through the calamities of civil war had reached the lowest point of depression it had ever known its buildings library and apparatus had suffered from the sack and plunder of hostile soldiery its invested funds owing to the general impoverishment throughout the land were for the first time being rendered unproductive and their ultimate value was most uncertain four professors still remained on duty and there were about forty students mainly from the country around lexington it was not a state institution nor confined to any one religious denomination so two objections which might have been made by my father were removed but the college in later years had only a local reputation it was very poor indifferently equipped with buildings and with no means in sight to improve its conditions there was a general expectation that he would decline the position as not sufficiently lucrative if his purpose was to repair the ruins of his private fortune resulting from the war as not lifting him conspicuously enough in the public gaze if he was ambitious of office or further distinction or as involving too great labor and anxiety if he coveted repose after the terrible contest from which he had just emerged Footnote professor e s joins End note. he was very reluctant to accept this appointment but for none of the above reasons as the average man might have been why he was doubtful of undertaking the responsibilities of such a position his letter of acceptance clearly shows he considered the matter carefully and then wrote the following letter to the committee powhatan county august twenty four eighteen sixty five gentlemen i have delayed for some days replying to your letter of the fifth instant informing me of my election by the board of trustees to the presidency of washington college from a desire to give the subject due consideration fully impressed with the responsibilities of the office i have feared that i should be unable to discharge its duties to the satisfaction of the trustees or to the benefit of the country 
the proper education of youth requires not only great ability but i fear more strength than i now possess for i do not feel able to undergo the labour of conducting classes in regular courses of instruction i could not therefore undertake more than the general administration and supervision of the institution there is another subject which has caused me serious reflection and is i think worthy of the consideration of the board being excluded from the terms of amnesty in the proclamation of the president of the united states of the twenty ninth of may last and an object of censure to the portion of the country i have thought it probable that my occupation of the position of president might draw upon the college a feeling of hostility and i should therefore cause injury to an institution which it would be my highest desire to advance i think it the duty of every citizen in the present condition of the country to do all in his power to aid in the restoration of peace and harmony and in no way to oppose the policy of the state or general government directed to that object it is particularly incumbent on those charged with the instruction of the young to set them an example of submission to authority and i could not consent to be the cause of animadversion upon the college should you however take a different view and think that my services in the position tendered to me by the board will be advantageous to the college and country i will yield to your judgment and accept it otherwise i must most respectfully decline the office begging you to express to the trustees of the college my heartfelt gratitude for the honour conferred upon me and requesting you to accept my cordial thanks for the kind manner in which you have communicated their decision i am gentlemen with great respect your most obedient servant r e lee to present a clearer view of some of the motives influencing my father in accepting this trust for such he considered it i give an extract from an address on the occasion of his death by bishop wilmer of louisiana delivered at the university of the south at sewanee tennessee i was seated says bishop wilmer at the close of the day in my virginia home when i beheld through the thickening shades of evening a horseman entering the yard whom i soon recognized as general lee the next morning he placed in my hands the correspondence with the authorities of washington college at lexington he had been invited to become president of that institution i confess to a momentary feeling of chagrin at the proposed change shall i say revulsion in his history the institution was one of local interest and comparatively unknown to our people i named others more conspicuous which would welcome him with ardour as their presiding head i soon discovered that his mind towered above these earthly distinctions that in his judgment the cause gave dignity to the institution and not the wealth of its endowment or the renown of its scholars that this door and not another was opened to him by providence and he only wished to be assured of his competency to fulfil his trust and thus to make his few remaining years a comfort and blessing to his suffering country i had spoken to his human feelings he had now revealed himself to me as one whose life was hid with christ in god my speech was no longer restrained i congratulated him that his heart was inclined to this great cause and that he was spared to give to the world this august testimony to the importance of christian education how he listened to my feeble words 
how he beckoned me to his side as the fullness of heart found utterance how his whole countenance glowed with animation as i spoke of the holy ghost as the great teacher whose presence was required to make education a blessing which otherwise might be the curse of mankind how feelingly he responded how eloquently as i never heard him speak before can never be effaced from memory and nothing more sacred mingles with my reminiscences of the dead the board of trustees on august thirty first adopted and sent to general lee resolutions saying that in spite of his objections his connection with the institution would greatly promote its prosperity and advance the general interest of education and urged him to enter upon his duties as president at his earliest convenience my father had had nearly four years experience in the charge of young men at west point the conditions at that place to be sure were very different from those at the one to which he was now going but the work in the main was the same to train improve and elevate i think he was influenced in making up his mind to accept this position by the great need of education in his state and in the south and by the opportunity that he saw at washington college for starting almost from the beginning and for helping by his experience and example the youth of his country to become good and useful citizens in the latter part of september he mounted traveller and started alone for lexington he was four days on the journey stopping with some friend each night he rode into lexington on the afternoon of the fourth day no one knowing of his coming until he quietly drew up and dismounted at the village inn professor white who had just turned into the main street as the general halted in front of the hotel said he knew in a moment that this stately rider on the iron gray charger must be general lee he therefore at once went forward as two or three old soldiers gathered around to help the general down and insisted on taking him to the home of colonel reed the professor's father-in-law where he had already been invited to stay my father with his usual consideration for others as it was late in the afternoon had determined to remain at the hotel that night and go to mr reed's in the morning but yielding to captain white's he always called him captain his confederate title assurances that all was ready for him he accompanied him to the home of his kind host the next morning before breakfast he wrote the following letter to my mother announcing his safe arrival the captain edmund and mr preston mentioned in it were the sons of our revered friend and benefactress mrs e r cock colonel preston and captain frank were her brother and nephew lexington september nineteenth eighteen sixty five my dear mary i reached here yesterday about one p m and on riding up to the hotel was met by professor white of washington college who brought me up to his father-in-law's colonel reed the oldest member of the trustees of the college where i am very comfortably quartered to-day i will look out for accommodations elsewhere as the colonel has a large family and i fear i am intruding upon his hospitality i have not yet visited the college grounds they seem to be beautifully located and the buildings are undergoing repairs the house assigned to the president i am told has been rented to dr madison i believe who has not been able to procure another residence and i do not know when it will be vacated nor can i tell you more about it i saw mrs cock yesterday afternoon who looks remarkably well 
and will return to the alum springs to-morrow captain edmund is with her and goes to-day to kentucky he and mr preston are very well the latter will accompany his mother to the alum i have not yet seen him i saw mrs and colonel preston captain frank and his sister all the family are well i shall go after breakfast to inquire after my trunks i had a very pleasant journey here the first two days were very hot but reaching the mountain region the third day the temperature was much cooler i came up in four days easy rides getting to my stopping place by one p m each day except the third when i slept on top of the blue ridge which i reached at three p m the scenery was beautiful all the way i am riding before breakfast and must be short last night i found a blanket and coverlet rather light covering and this morning i see a fire in the dining-room i have thought much of you all since i left give much love to the girls and custis and remember me to all in oakland most affectionately yours r e lee mrs r e lee when he first arrived the family very naturally stood a little in awe of him this feeling however was soon dispelled for his simple and unaffected manners in a short while put them at ease there were some little children in the house and they and the general at once became great friends with these kind and hospitable friends he stayed several days after being present at a meeting of the board of trustees he rode traveller over to the rock bridge baths eleven miles from lexington and from there writes to my mother on september twenty fifth am very glad to hear of rob's arrival i am sorry that i missed seeing the latter but find it was necessary that i should have been present at the meeting of the board of trustees on the twentieth they adjourned on the evening of the twenty first and on the morning of the twenty second i rode over here where i found annie and miss bell footnote mrs chapman lee and miss bell harrison of brandon both very dear friends and cousins of my father end note the babies footnote mrs lee's end note are well and sweet i have taken the baths every day since my arrival and like them very much in fact they are delightful and i wish you were all here to enjoy them annie and bell go in two and sometimes three times a day yesterday i procured some horses and took them up to the top of jump mountain where we had one of the most beautiful views i ever saw to-day i could get but one horse and miss bell and i rode up hayes creek valley which possessed beauties of a different kind i shall return to lexington on the twenty-ninth i perceive as yet no change in my rheumatic affection tell custis i am much obliged to him for his attention to my baggage all the articles enumerated by him arrived safely at colonel reed's thursday morning early i also received the package of letters he sent i hope he may receive the appointment at the v m i every one interested has expressed a desire he should do so and i am more desirous than all of them if he comes by land he will find the route i took very pleasant and about a hundred and eight miles namely bremo dr wilmers waynesboro greenville he will find me at the lexington hotel i wish you were all with me i feel very solitary and miss you all dreadfully give much love to the girls and boys kind remembrances to mrs p miss louisa and mrs thomas cock i have no news most affectionately r e lee p s annie and bell send a great deal of love to all 
r e l these little excursions and the meeting with old friends and dear cousins were sources of real enjoyment and grateful rest the pains of the past the worries of the present and the cares for the future were for the time being banished my father earnestly desired a quiet informal inauguration and his wish was gratified on october second eighteen sixty five in the presence of the trustees professors and students after solemn and appropriate prayer by the rev w s white d d the oldest christian minister in the town footnote the father of professor or captain white end note he took the oath of office as required by the laws of the college and was thus legally inaugurated as its president on october third he wrote to my mother i am glad to hear that rob is improving and hope you had the pleasure of seeing mr dana footnote our old pastor of christ church alexandria the trusted friend of my grandmother and mother who had baptized all the children at arlington End note. the college opened yesterday and a fine set of youths about fifty made their appearance in a body it is supposed that many more will be coming during the month the scarcity of money everywhere embarrasses all proceedings general smith informs me that the military institute will commence its exercises on the sixteenth instant and that custis was unanimously elected to the chair of civil engineering footnote the virginia military institute a state institution modeled after the u s military academy at west point was located in lexington and its grounds adjoined those of washington college since its foundation in eighteen thirty nine up to this time general f h smith has been its superintendent End note. i am living at the lexington hotel and he must come there if he comes up the ladies have furnished me a very nice room in the college for my office new carpet from baltimore curtains etc they are always doing something kind and i came up september thirtieth from the baths annie and miss bell still there and very well they expect to be here on the tenth you tell me nothing of the girls i hope agnes is getting strong and fat i wished for them both at the baths annie and bell were my only companions i could not trespass upon them always the scenery is beautiful here but i fear it will be locked up in winter by the time you come nothing could be more beautiful than the mountains now most affectionately r e lee in addition to his duties as college president my father had to make all the arrangements for his new home the house assigned him by the college was occupied by dr madison who was to move out as soon as he could carpenters painters and glaziers had to be put to work to get it into condition furniture carpets bedding to be provided a cook procured servants and provisions supplied my mother was an invalid and absent and as my sisters were with her everything down to the minutest detail was done by my father's directions and under his superintendence he had always been noted for his care and attention to little things and that trait apparent in him when a mere lad practised all through his busy and eventful life stood him in good stead now the difficulties to be overcome were made greater by the scarcity and inaccessibility of supplies and workmen and the smallness of his means in addition he conducted a large correspondence always answering every letter 
to every member of his family he wrote continually and was interested in all our pursuits advising and helping us as no one else could have done some of his letters to my mother at this time show how he looked into every matter great and small which related to her comfort and welfare and to the preparation of her new home for example on october ninth he writes life is indeed gliding away and i have nothing of good to show for mine that is past i pray i may be spared to accomplish something for the benefit of mankind and the honour of god i hope i may be able to get the house prepared for you in time to reach here before the cold weather dr madison has sent me word that he will vacate the house on the sixteenth instant this day week i will commence to make some outside repairs this week so as to get at the inside next and hope by the first of november it will be ready for you there is no furniture belonging to the house but we shall require but little to commence with mr green of alexandria to whom i had written says that his manufacturing machinery etc has been so much injured that although it has been returned to him he cannot resume operations until next year but that he will purchase for us anything we desire i believe nothing is manufactured in richmond everything comes from the north and we might as well write to baltimore at once for what we want what do you think i believe nothing of consequence is manufactured here i will see this week what can be done and again a few days later he writes i hope you are all well and as comfortable as can be i am very anxious to get you all here but have made little progress in accomplishing it so far dr m expects to vacate the house this week but i fear it is not certain he can do so i engaged some carpenters last week to repair the roof fences stable etc but for want of material they could not make a commencement there is no lumber here at hand everything has to be prepared i have not been in the house yet but i hear there is much to be done we shall have to be patient as soon as it is vacated i will set to work i think it will be more expeditious and cheaper to write to renwick of baltimore to send what articles of furniture will be required and also to order some carpets from baltimore in a postscript dated the seventeenth he says the carpenters made a beginning on the house yesterday i hope it may be vacated this week i will prepare your room first the rest of us can bivouac love to all most affectionately r e lee on october nineteenth i have been over the house we are to occupy it is in wretched condition mrs m has not yet vacated it but i have some men at work though this storm has interrupted their operations and i fear little will be done this week i think i can make your room comfortable the upstairs is very convenient and the rest of the house sufficiently so i think you had better write at once to brit footnote the brit mentioned here is mrs britannia kennan of tudor place my mother's first cousin she had saved for us a great many of the household goods from arlington having gotten permission from the federal authorities to do so at the time it was occupied by their forces End note. to send the curtains you speak of and the carpets it is better to use what we have than to buy others their use where originally intended is very uncertain footnote arlington to that beloved home my mother still hoped to return End note. 
they have been tossed about for four years and may be lost or ruined they can come by express to lynchburg and then up the canal or by richmond the merchants say the former is the best way much more expeditious and but little more expensive spending the summer on the pamunkey at the white house exposed all day in the fields to the sun and at night to the malaria from the river and marshes i became by the last of september one continuous chill so it was decided that as the corn was made the fodder saved the wheat land broken up and hands not so greatly needed i could get a furlough mounting my mare i started on a visit to my mother and sisters hoping that the change to the upper country would help me to get rid of the malaria when i reached derwent my father had gone to lexington but my mother and the rest were there to welcome me and dose me for my ailments there was still some discussion among us all as to what was the best thing for me to do and i wrote to my father telling him of my preference for a farmer's life and my desire to work my own land the following letter which he wrote me in reply is like all i ever got from him full of love tenderness and good sensible advice my dear son i did not receive until yesterday your letter of the eighth instant i regret very much having missed seeing you still more to hear that you have been suffering from intermittent fever i think the best thing you can do is to eradicate the disease from your system and unless there is some necessity for your returning to the white house you had better accompany your mother here i have thought very earnestly as to your future i do not know to what stage your education has been carried or whether it would be advantageous for you to pursue it further of that you can judge if you do and will apply yourself so as to get the worth of your money i can advance it to you for this year at least if you do not and wish to take possession of your farm i can assist you a little in that as matters now stand you could raise money on your farm only by mortgaging it which would put you in debt at the beginning of your life and i fear in the end would swallow up all your property as soon as i am restored to civil rights if i ever am i will settle up your grandfather's estate and put you in possession of your share the land may be responsible for some portion of his debts or legacies if so you will have to assume it in the meantime i think it would be better for you if you determine to farm your land to go down there as you propose and begin on a moderate scale i can furnish you means to buy a team wagon implements etc what will it cost if you cannot wait to accompany your mother here come up to see me and we can talk it over you could come up in the packet and return again if you do come ask agnes for my box of private papers i left with her and bring it with you but do not lose it for your life or we are all ruined wrap it up with your clothes and put it in a carpet-bag or valise so that you can keep it with you or within your sight and do not call attention to it i am glad to hear that fitzhugh keeps so well and that he is prospering in his farming operations give him a great deal of love for me the first thing you must do is to get well your affectionate father r e lee his letters to his daughters tell in a playful way much of his life and are full of the quiet humour in which he so often indulged 
we were still at derwent awaiting the time when the house in lexington should be ready it had been decided that i should remain and accompany my mother and sisters to lexington and that some of us or all should go up the river to bremo the beautiful seat of dr charles cock and pay a visit there before proceeding to lexington here is a letter from my father to his daughter mildred lexington october twenty ninth eighteen sixty five my precious life your nice letters gave me much pleasure and made me the more anxious to see you i think you girls after your mother is comfortable at bremo will have to come up and arrange the house for her reception you know i am a poor hand and can do nothing without your advice your brother too is wild for the want of admonition colonel blair is now his fidus acates and as he is almost as gray as your papa and wears the same uniform all gray he is sometimes taken for him by the young girls who consider your brother the most attentive of sons and giving good promise of making a desirable husband he will find himself married some of these days before he knows it you had better be near him i hope you give attention to robert miss sally will thaw some of the ice from his heart tell her she must come up here as i want to see her badly i do not know what you will do with your chickens unless you take them to bremo and thus bring them here i suppose robert would not eat laura chilton and don ella mckay still less would he devour his sister mildred footnote these were the names of some of my sister's pet chickens End note i have scarcely gotten acquainted with the young ladies they look very nice in the walks but i rarely get near them traveller is my only companion i may also say my pleasure he and i whenever practicable wander out in the mountains and enjoy sweet confidence the boys are plucking out his tail and he is presenting the appearance of a plucked chicken two of the belles of the neighbourhood have recently been married miss mattie jordan to dr cameron and miss rose cameron to dr sherrod the former couple go to lewisburg west virginia and start to-morrow on horseback the bride's trousseau in a baggage wagon the latter to winchester miss sherrod one of the bridesmaids said she knew you there i did not attend the weddings but have seen the pairs of doves both of the brides are remarkable in this county of equestrianism for their good riding and beauty with true affection your fond father r e lee to his daughter agnes about the same time he writes lexington virginia october twenty sixth eighteen sixty five my dear agnes i will begin the correspondence of the day by thanking you for your letter of the ninth it will i am sure be to me intellectually what my morning's feast is corporeally it will strengthen me for the day and smooth the rough points which constantly protrude in my epistles i am glad robert is with you it will be a great comfort to him and i hope in addition will dissipate his chills he can also accompany you in your walks and rides and be that silent sympathy for he is a man of few words which is so soothing though marble to women he is so only externally and you will find him warm and cheering tell him i want him to go to see miss frances galt i think her smile will awake some sweet music in him and be careful to take precautions against the return of the chills on the seventh fourteenth and twenty-first days i want very much to have you all with me again and miss you dreadfully i hope another month will accomplish it in the meantime you must get very well 
this is a beautiful spot by nature man has done but little for it love to all most affectionately your father r e lee about the first week of november we all went by canal boat to bremo some twenty-five miles up the james river where we remained the guests of dr and mrs charles cock until we went to lexington my sister agnes while there was invited to richmond to assist at the wedding of a very dear friend miss sally warwick she wrote to my father asking his advice and approval and received this reply so characteristic of his playful humorous mood lexington virginia november sixteenth eighteen sixty five my precious little agnes i have just received your letter of the thirteenth and hasten to reply it is very hard for you to apply to me to advise you to go away from me you know how much i want to see you and how important you are to me but in order to help you to make up your mind if it will promote your pleasure and sally's happiness i will say go you may inform sally from me however that no preparations are necessary and if they were no one could help her she has just got to wade through it as if it was an attack of measles or anything else naturally as she would not marry custis she may marry whom she chooses i will wish her every happiness just the same for she knows nobody loves her as much as i do i do not think upon reflection she will consider it right to refuse my son and take away my daughter she need not tell me whom she is going to marry i suppose it is some cross old widower with a dozen children she will not be satisfied at her sacrifice with less and i should think that would be cross sufficient i hope life is not going to desert us too and when are we to see you i have received your mother's letter announcing her arrival at bremo tell your mother however to come when she chooses and when most to her comfort and convenience she can come to the hotel where i am and stay until the house is ready there is no difficulty in that and she can be very comfortable my rooms are up on the third floor and her meals can be sent to her tell rob the chills will soon leave him now mrs cock will cure him give much love to your mamma mildred rob and all at bremo your affectionate father r e lee miss agnes lee colonel ellis president of the james river and kanawha canal company placed at my mother's disposal his private boat which enabled her to reach bremo with great ease and comfort and when she was ready to go to lexington the same boat was again given her it was well fitted up with sleeping accommodations carried a cook and had a dining-room it corresponded to the private car of the present railroad magnet and though not so sumptuous was more roomy and comfortable when provisions became scarce we purchased fresh supplies from any farmhouse near the canal bank tied up at night and made about four miles an hour during the day it was slow but sure and no mode of travel even at the present day could have suited my mother better she was a great invalid from rheumatism and had to be lifted whenever she moved when put in her wheelchair she could propel herself on a level floor or could move about her room very slowly and with great difficulty on her crutches but she was always bright sunny-tempered and uncomplaining constantly occupied with her books letters knitting and painting for the last of which she had great talent on november twentieth my father writes to her from lexington 
i was very glad to hear by your letter of the eleventh of your safe arrival at bremo i feel very grateful to colonel ellis for his thoughtful consideration in sending you in his boat as you made the journey in so much more comfort it is indeed sad to be removed from our kind friends at oakland who seemed never to tire of contributing to our convenience and pleasure and who even continue their kindness at this distance just as the room which i had selected for you was finished i received the accompanying note from mrs cock to which i responded and thanked her in your name placing the room at her disposal the paint is hardly dry yet but will be ready this week to receive the furniture if completed i know no more about it than is contained in her note i was also informed last night that a very handsome piano had been set up in the house brought from baltimore by the maker as a present from his firm or some friends i have not seen it or the maker this is an article of furniture that we might well dispense with under present circumstances though i am equally obliged to those whose generosity prompted its bestowal tell mildred i shall now insist on her resuming her music and in addition to her other labours she must practise seven hours a day on the piano until she becomes sufficiently proficient to play agreeably to herself and others and promptly and gracefully whenever invited i think we should enjoy all the amenities of life that are within our reach and which have been provided for us by our heavenly father i am sorry rob has a return of his chills but he will soon lose them now ask miss mary to disperse them she is very active and energetic they cannot stand before her i hope agnes has received my letter and that she has made up her mind to come up to her papa tell her there are plenty of weddings here if she likes those things there is to be one tuesday miss mamie williamson to captain eoff beverly turner is to be married the same night to miss rose skinker and sweet margaret will also leave us if they go at three a night there will soon be none of our acquaintances left i told agnes to tell you to come up whenever most convenient to you if the house is habitable i will take you there if not will bring you to the hotel i wish i could take advantage of this fine weather to perform the journey End of chapter ten